Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Public enemy number one, this one, 1987, Steve. I was a fresh-faced 16-year-old Pauly Sebelia back then. 87, that was a good year. A lot less angry. It was a good year for Syracuse basketball. Yeah, damn right it was. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's go to our guest line and bring on our first guest today. Uh, Jerry McNamara, brought to you every Wednesday by William Matar and RomanoCars.com. And if you happen to be watching us on QSportsTalk.com, you see Jerry. Uh, you know, tough one last night, obviously. That goes without saying. We have to start with defense, Jerry. And, you know, three straight games now, um, you know, this team's given up 90-plus points. Uh, you, during this four-game losing streak, I don't need to tell you the stats, but 61 made threes. You lose by a combined 77 points. What what has happened on that end of the floor these last four games? We've just gotten blitzed from the three-point line. Um, you know, if you exclude the Duke game where they shot 13 for 26, you know, just over these last three games, I think we're giving up 16 threes a game. Um, you know, they made 18 last night to our four. Um that's yeah, a 42 point differential. Um, it's difficult to, to make up. And, um, you know, we're just not covering the perimeter well enough. We're not getting back in defensive transition well enough. Um, you know, we're sending two to the ball at times and, 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 you know, leaving it four on three on the back end of it. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you can't go all year not giving up 90 and then the last three give up 90, you know, 95 a game. Um, you know, if you look at the same stretch, our offensive numbers are actually good. You know, we're scoring 77 points a game in that stretch and shooting 50%, right under 49%. Um, you know, so we just we just have not gotten the job done on the defensive side of the basketball. It's just, I mean, it's as clear as day. Jerry, this this has happened coming off your biggest win of the season, you know, against NC State. You beat a ranked team, and then this streak of – the defense falling apart. What what do you think has caused it? You know, you say it's getting blitzed, but is it effort? Is it they don't know the defense? Because I was looking at your sched- schedule, and most of your wins, the number 60 was in the wins on the opponent you beat, and now it's 90. So w- what's happened? Yeah, it was coming off our biggest win against NC State at home, and then we had the big game against Duke. Um with an incredible crowd, um, and we just got flat out played, um, you know. But Duke scored a manageable number. You know, they, they shot an astronomical percentage from the three point line, but seventy seven points, I think it was. We only scored fifty five, um, and it's been since really that game uh, where the defense have, you know, we just haven't been effective. Um, so I think it's a little bit of our activity. I, I you know, I think with a younger group. I think the Duke loss maybe took a little bit out of them in terms of their confidence. We had gone in winning three in a row. Um, and I think they were just on cloud nine in terms of what they were about to play in front of the, you know, the best environment in college basketball for that Duke game um, and laid an egg, so to speak. So, um, you know, I think it was deflating for them a little bit. If, if I were to be quite honest, I think when I look at how the, how it's transpired since then, um, you know, and then it's affected our defense side of the basketball. It hasn't affected our offensive side of the ball, but we've also had to press a little bit because we're coming from behind. Um, you know, not just press in terms of actually pressing in the game, but 
you know, press things offensively a, a little bit because you get behind 10 and uh, you force the issue. But, you know, we're, we're just digging too big a hole. There's too big a differential in that three-point make column um, to get down so quickly and not cover. You know, I, I know it's always dangerous to go on social media, especially, you know, during a game like that last night. But, you know, the phrase, uh, the team has quit, was, was thrown out there quite a bit um, by various fans. Um, I'm always hesitant to say that because, you know, that's obviously talking about effort. And I know, you know, players put a lot of pride, you know, into their effort and their practice and what they do on the floor. I mean, I just, I guess in fairness, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that there is a, maybe a lack of interest right now? The season hasn't gone the way they want it to. It's a young group, plus you got some seniors. You know, are guys looking at their next move? Or or do you not buy that at all? Is, is effort and motivation, is is that not even an issue right now? No, I mean, it hasn't been in terms of how we've prepared. Um, you know, we've had some... You know, pretty good, productive practices. I think guys are still coming in and, and uh, working on their game. Um, I, I just think maybe for a young group thinking with their mindset on an NCAA tournament, that that maybe played a factor in terms of just deflation and disappointment. Um, and, and you realize how difficult it is, how hard it is to win games at this level and how, how difficult it is to be consistent. Um but no, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy the, the quit phrase. I, I, I don't think I could allow myself to be in a, an environment where I'm around kids that are going to do that. It's just not in our nature. Uh, we're going to continue to fight. We're, we're back in the office today watching this over and um, doing what we can. You know, it's, it's cliche. We, we take it one game at a time, but we do. And we're trying to get over the hump in terms of getting these guys back on track and, you know, playing at the level that they've proven they can compete at. Um, you know, but it's just been a really difficult stretch for us to stop people and uh, put ourselves within striking distance of having a fighting chance. We did in the first half of the pick game. Um, and then the second half we started, we give up two offensive rebounds that lead to threes. And you're right back in the same situation of putting yourself in a big hole and scratching a claw and trying to dig out of a double digit deficit again. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting, we're doing our best and, and, you know, it's, it's it's on all of us to to make sure that that mindset doesn't creep in. You got to continue to take it one game at a time and prepare like you're going to compete to win. You know, we see the morale of the fan base and how they're reacting to this. How are the players reacting to it, like morale? And how do you keep all these guys happy? Because the game of basketball has changed, and you've got to keep these kids happy, even in a situation like this. That's not possible. Yeah, you know, it's not possible. <laughs> It's just reality. Um, it's not possible to keep everybody happy. You go to any roster in the country and there's going to be someone unhappy. It's just the way it is. Um, but you've got to keep them prepared. Uh, that's the most important thing. It's difficult to keep everybody happy. Um, we know that. It's the nature of, of the sport. You know, you go to NBA teams, there's guys that are unhappy and they're still earning a paycheck. So um, the, the question becomes, does the unhappy filter into being a distraction and those are the things that we haven't allowed and um, certain guys are getting opportunities where they do get a chance to play and uh, try to make an impact and you know then through that you can coach them um, you know I think that's the important thing is guys have gotten opportunities and uh, what they do with it it's a lot of times is based on the preparation so um, that's kind of where we're at in terms of that it's difficult to keep an entire group happy especially in the in the environment we are in college basketball 
You know, Jerry, I like to think I know you pretty well. Uh, I could I could tell that that you're angry, um, and and this is unacceptable to you. And and you know, how are you and the coaches handling this? And and you know, how do you, I guess, work on just continuing to try to get through to these guys to turn this around again? It's not looking great not right now, but you got a regular season game left. You got the ACC tournament left. Um, I guess how how are you and the coaches handling all this? Probably as you summed it up, anger, uh, frustration. Uh, you do know me well, and you know that I don't take this well. Um, it's just as simple as that. It's unacceptable in terms of how we've uh, come on the lopsided, vic- you know, defeats. Really, it's it's unacceptable. You know, I've been in these situations. Uh, I talked to Joe Gerard-, Gerard about it the other night. He said I've never lost like this. And I said I have. I have down the stretch of a basketball season. I did get run at DePaul. I got run at home on my senior night against Villanova. Um, the most important thing is who you are. Um, what do you stand for? Are you going to turn around and, and get defeated because you lost a game? Or are you going to get back up, dust yourself off, and put your best foot forward? That's the most important thing. You know, and, you know, I, with, with, with me individually, I like to draw back on things that I've been through. You know, I've been, I've been through this. I've been through it as a player. I've been through it as a, as a coach in terms of hitting very difficult, tough stretches. Um, 2013, we lost four or five going into Big East tournament play. You know, 2016, we were, you know, losing by double digits. It seemed every time we played a quality team and we got over the hump and made a run. And um, I've seen teams change quickly and we're watching ours. We've changed quickly, you know, on the opposite end. Now we've got to be able to flip that. Um, we, we, we had won three games feeling good as, about ourselves going into the Duke game. So, you know, to me, this is a character thing in terms of who you are as a person. Um, to get over these, do you keep fighting? That's who I am. That's who I've always been. My anger leads to motivation, um, and and that leads to the preparation. Uh, that's just that's just how I approach this, and um, you know that's kind of the mindset that I've approached it with the guys that I've worked with. Jerry, you know what do you have to say to the fans? That, you know, do you understand where the fans are coming from at this situation? They're not used to this either. You know, you say. Joe said they're not. He's not used to, it, but the fans really aren't either. They're kind of spoiled. Yeah, I'm, they should be angry. You know, they 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 share the share the same sentiment that that I do. Um, that's not the expectation. Um, and and you know we we've got to be better. You know, I, I I understand that. You know, we've had a lot of success here, and there's a lot of pride in the people that follow this program because of the success we've had. And, and you know, that's uh, the standard we hold ourselves to. That's a good thing. Uh, that's what you want to be. That's what you want to be as a program. And, um, yeah, so I understand that. You know, I'm in that same boat, and we're going to try to do everything we can to flip it and make it right. All right, uh, Wake Forest now on Saturday. Um, you know, I know we we all got to turn the page and and look ahead now. And, and this game all of a sudden means something, right? I mean, it, every game means something, but a, a loss and and you could very well find yourself uh, playing an extra game down at Greensboro, that ten seed uh, on Tuesday. Uh, what stands out to you about the Demon Deacons as you look at this matchup? Well, they're a little bit they're a little bit different now that uh, Monsanto had. Unfortunately, I actually watched the game they played NC State and he. Had a knee injury. He's out for the season. Kind of their lethal shooter from the perimeter, but um, Appleby at the point. You know, it's similar to Alondis Williams last year where they've gotten this transfer, and he comes in and leads the league in scoring. He's leading the league in assists. He's leading the league in free throw attempts and makes. Um, just kind of this dynamic small guard that can go where he wants, make plays, make plays for others. Um, 
So first and foremost, you got to be able to control him. We all know Williamson from the shooting guard slot. Uh, he played really well in the second game. We played him here at the Dome last year. Uh, fortunately for us, we did kind of a good job on everybody else and were able to pull away in the second half. Uh, but they've been starting since Monsanto went out. They, they have a big lineup. You know, they can start Marsh, Carr, uh, Clintman, who's a talented freshman four-man who can step out and shoot threes. Carr can step out and shoot threes. I think right now they're leading the league in three-point makes per game at nine and a half, I believe. Um, so they have a nice combination of guard play and interior presence that still has skill set to step out and stretch you at the perimeter. So, um, you know, just watching them, I just finished watching their game last night against BC. So uh, BC made a huge push in the middle of the second half, I think went on like a 27 to three run that kind of stretched them out, got up 13 or 15 or whatever it was. Of course, Wake Forest climbs back in and was within striking distance and BC makes a shot late on a scoop shot with two seconds left. So, um, we know what we're facing. We're facing a really quality opponent that could beat anybody. And um, coming off a loss, they're going to come in here looking for, um, you know, kind of a turnaround game. And, you know, we're sure as heck looking for a turnaround game. All right, last one for me, Jerry. And I know this is probably the last thing you want to talk about right now, but it is a, it is a big day for you and, and Hakeem Warwick. And, and you're going to have your jerseys uh, retired on Saturday. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of buildup to this, and we we all think it's long overdue. Uh, what, what does this honor mean to you, and what does it, it what does it mean that that you'll be you know sharing this honor and sharing this ceremony with with one of your good friends, Hakeem? That's what I'm most proud about is that I get to share this with Hakeem. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just so grateful that I played with the guys I played with here, and I'm really, really grateful that I had three years with guys like Hakeem Work, Josh Pace, Craig Forth, you know, D-Nick, Terrence Mook, um, that group. Um, but that core group, especially when I came in as a freshman with, with Josh Hakeem and, and Craig and uh, Matty Gorman, who I spent four years with. Um, so it's just so fitting to me that uh, I get a chance to go in to the rafters with Hakeem Work. Um who I just watched progress year in and year out and just got better and better as his career went on here. Um, I'm just, that, that to me, I, it sums up uh, my time here was the guys I played with. So uh, I'm just, I'm, to be honest, I haven't thought about it um, because of, you know, I'm in this. So uh, I haven't given Saturday much thought just because we're trying to make things right here and, and get back on track. Um, but I'm going to try to enjoy the moment when it comes and um, just, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, it's it, of all the individual things that I've experienced as a player awards and all that. This is, this is the one that I'm most proud of. Um, I'm just, I'm, I feel very blessed to have played here and to be here all these years and more so than anything to have the quality of teammate and people that I've played with. Hey, Jerry, don't try to enjoy it. Actually enjoy it, no matter the outcome. You deserve it, and very few have done more for this program. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. I got Scranton coming up on buses, so we're it'll be a little bit like the old days in terms of my playing time. If we get a Jerry chant, uh could we get the song again? <laughs> Back to Mary's band. Yeah. That, that, would, that would be a nice touch. Uh, listen, Jerry, thanks so much for spending so much time with us today. Uh, we will uh, we'll do it on the TV side of things tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Jerry McNamara brought to you every week by William Matar and by RomanoCars.com. And with that, we'll take a timeout. We'll wrap up our number one next on ESPN Radio.